Confidence is not an emotion. Happiness, oh. sadness, excitement is an emotion. Confidence is not an emotion. Huh. And that's the misconception people have. Here's what confidence actually is. It's a behavior yeah. and an attitude which we're always in control of. Today's episode is sponsored by the Artist Profit Lab. Come join me and other passionate artists inside my absolutely brand new free Facebook group, The Artist Profit Lab. For the month of August 2020, I'll be your host sharing resources to help you get started to build digital online art classes. Are you excited? So am I. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash lab. That's L-A-B. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, this is your host, artist Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to episode number 102 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I am so honored that you're here. Today, we're talking all about confidence. And in this episode, you'll discover why your words matter. You'll learn three body language tips that will instantly boost your confidence. And you'll also discover how lack of confidence affects every area of your life, including things like time management. Today's guest is a celebrity communication, body language, and confidence coach and international speaker, aka the confidence disruptor. She is the go-to expert for Cosmopolitan, Women's Health Magazine, and Bustle, and a regular guest expert for both local and national media. She's committed to helping ready and willing individuals become that confident leader and communicator who's comfortable in their own skin and whom others are drawn to and want to follow. Our guest disrupts what people believe to be true about confidence so they can show up as the best possible version of themselves. She not only coaches professionals, senior executives, celebrities, and entrepreneurs across the globe, she also speaks and has spoken on stages and virtual stages across North America, Europe, and Africa. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, Karen Donaldson. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Hey, Miriam, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. This topic about confidence is probably the number one stumbling block I see with artists, whether they want to paint for fun or whether they want to make a career out of it. This is the number one thing that they say they struggle with. So I'm so excited that you're here. And I know we have a lot to talk about today, but before I hit the record button, you started to tell me about some sort of backyard vacation and I want to hear a little more about it. Oh, thanks so much for asking. Vacation is huge for me. And one of the things that I've instituted into my business and my life is that I work for three weeks out of the month and the last week of each year, I take a vacation and I currently reside in Canada and I normally head to summer hot, but because of what's happening in the world, 
I can't travel or I can't fly right now. So my husband, for my birthday, he created a beach oasis. So we have two chairs that you'd have at the resort. We have a middle table and it's a stone patio and he bought a piece of turf to put underneath. Really? Oh yeah. It's so gorgeous. So that's my backyard oasis right now. And as I come to the last week of the month, that is my vacation spot. Did he put a kiddie pool out there too? We were tempted, <laughs> but the way, <laughs> the way I, you know what, it's something I do, but my kids would kill me. They're like, mother, don't you dare. Because right now, Miriam, I go out in my swimsuit with my cover up. I totally go out in my bikini. I don't care. So my kids would have been so embarrassed. So no kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so tired of guys complaining about wearing a mask. I mean, us girls wear a bra in this heat all the time. You know, it's it. like, just try wearing a bra for a week in July. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it's like, we know all about that hot, sweaty oh, bandages around things. In any weather. Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely missing vacation time too. Thank God, though, we do have an annual vacation we like to take to Cape Cod, which is great because you can drive there. When we're there, we're pretty much social distanced anyway because we're all vegetarians and it's really hard to eat vegetarian on the Cape because everything's like seafood and french fries and stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in because I don't think people really want to hear about my vacation. <laughs> okay. Let's start with what I'm burning to ask you about because this confidence disruptor, what is that? Why do they call you that? They call me that because the way I go about helping people show up more confidently in any area of their life is slightly different, right? And I want to share my philosophy around confidence, if it's okay with you. Yeah. Okay, let's that, do it. That's one of my questions. So I should have asked that first. What is your, Karen, what is your philosophy about confidence? Great question, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so by the way, my listener, just so you know, Karen and I do know each other already. <laughs> she played a practical joke on me earlier today. You ready for our 7.30 interview? <laughs> and I think you remember that's when I'm like already have pajamas on and have like told my family I'm going to bed. Totally. Yeah. Oh, you too, right? Or you uh-huh. just remember that about me? No, I remember that about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. All right. So let's get to the goods. Confidence. Here's the thing. When people think about confidence, Miriam, the first thing they say is, you know, I want to know how to feel more confident. What do I need to do to feel more confident? And what I tell people is you're going about it the wrong way. And if you continue to try to feel confident, you will never ever succeed. That is not what I hear. What I hear from people, and I, I hope you're cool with this back and forth. Oh, what I hear from my artists is they will feel confident when they have successful event. So for my artists, that's like they will feel confident after they sold art. And I'm always trying to tell them it's the other way around. So is that still in line with your philosophy? No, nope, not at all. Perfect oh, conversation. So let me Awesome. Yes, let's talk about this. What it's about. Okay. Let's talk about it here. Uh, Here's awesome. the reality, whether people believe it or not. Confidence is not an emotion. Happiness, oh. sadness, excitement is an emotion. Confidence is not an emotion. Huh. And that's the misconception people have. Here's what confidence actually is. It's a behavior. Yeah. And an attitude, which we're always in control of. Confidence is actually a choice. And when I work with my clients and collectors around shifting their beliefs, that's when their life starts to shift. I love what you're saying, by the way. 
right? I never thought of it as not being an emotion, mm-hmm. but I 100% agree that it's a choice. Right, right. And you let have me, to choose to be confident first, yeah? Definitely, but let me go okay. deeper on this. So when I okay. tell you confidence is not an emotion, all right. people can continue to try to feel confident. I'm just trying to show people how to stop wasting time. Oh. Here's the reality. I want you to think back to a time where you acted confidently, right? A time where you acted confidently. So everyone envision that. Take a moment and envision that. Now ask yourself, in that moment where you acted confidently, how were you actually feeling, right? And what was happening for you? Do you want me to play the game with you? You got it. Please okay. Do. All right. For me and what I think a lot of other people feel, it's more like they feel confident when they're certain. All right. So here is, let's stay with that word certain. What do you need to be? What do you need to be? Who do you need to be? What do you need to do to feel more certain going into situations? And that's what we look at controlling because that's a choice. Got it? So now if we focus on whatever you identify, which was for you certain, now we play with the certain. Okay, Miriam, how can you feel more certain in life in these scenarios where you quote unquote don't feel confident? And when we put the emphasis on ensuring that you know how to feel certain at any given time, then you can act confidently at any given moment. And when you start to redefine it in that manner, I challenge people to try that for the next seven days. Let go of the word feeling confident. Mm. Ask yourself, what is a true feeling that had you act confidently? Because that's what it's truly about. And that's how we get results faster. And that's what everyone's looking for. So you can work with a feeling of confidence or shift it just a bit. Okay, but certainty, I'm thinking about this out loud, is not really a feeling either because that's no. something that happens inside your head. That's not something that happens in your heart. You're absolutely correct. But what I shared with you was, what do you need to do to be more certain in life? Yeah. Right? I'll continue. It would be a longer conversation. How else do you feel? So I want you to describe your feelings, right? So you need to be certain. So that might be prepared and X, Y, Z. How have you felt when you showed up with confidence in a certain scenario? Okay. How are you feeling? You were asking the wrong person. I have like no feelings. I'm like a robot. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my kids say to me. Yeah, we're badass businesswoman. All my feelings I put in my art. I don't like to talk about my feelings. They're in, I have feelings. (laughs) I just don't like to look there. You know, it's like. No, I got it. So this is just the question I ask all the listeners. (laughs) Let's use a case study, like somebody you've worked with who actually has feelings, since we've already established that I don't have as many feelings. It's like maybe your ideal client does. Oh, absolutely. So let me talk about, you know what? I actually had a coaching call. So she's a communication slash confidence coaching client. So she's currently a senior manager and her intention was to be more confident in her interactions so Mm. she can lead up to advancement in her organization. And when she was on, of course, right now it's all virtual meetings and people are working from home. She was not a parent, right? So she'd show up at the meetings. No one would hear her when she spoke up. She didn't show up powerfully. So people didn't know who she was or she wasn't consistent either. So here's the key thing. The question I asked her was, have you ever shown up confidently in your life? And the answer is yes. Don't relegate it to the area that you think that you're quote unquote unconfident. Let's talk about that time you were confident and what happened around it and what were you feeling? And so for her, her whole thing was, okay, when I acted confidently and she, I can't remember the example. We've been coaching for about two months, but nonetheless, the thing she identified was she's super happy and excited. So I asked her, what is it you need to do to feel happy and excited? And she said, and we have to find it for ourselves. That's the one thing here, Miriam. There's not one fit for all. Happy and excited. Those were her feelings. So whatever she needed to do to feel happy and excited, for her, it was look at pictures of her kids 
Mm. She's a mom. Look at pictures of her kids. Whenever she went into certain scenarios right now, she looks at images of her kids that she has on her phone. This is her tool. I'm not saying it works for everyone, but she found that feeling and she had a tool to bring about that feeling. So when it was time to show up on the call, the virtual call, which is what she's doing right now, she could act confidently because she had that feeling, happiness and excitement of being a great mom. So it's refining those things and being intentional about what we need to do instead of waiting for a feeling and, and closing our eyes and hoping it comes. That's what success is about. It's about intention. So I always ask the question, what are you intentionally doing to set yourself up for success? Do you use visualization with your clients like to visualize that they're going to be successful at the meeting before they get there or this, that's not really part of it for you? It absolutely is. And oh, okay. what I want to share is different things work for different people, right? And we'll go over a bunch of things here. But one piece is that visualization is, is huge. Where do you see yourself? Like, where are you? Like, see yourself there right now. And another big piece outside of the visualization, Miriam, is this. Be conscious of the conversation that you're having about yourself in your own head because that fuels mm. or detracts from your ability to act confidently. So ask yourself, as you go into different scenarios, what are you saying to yourself? Is it supportive or is it pulling you back? Right? The self talk, you mean? Do you like negative self talk? You got it. Negative self talk. Yeah. And if you haven't stopped yourself and said, I choose to speak to myself in this way, you're assimilating to what you're used to. You're running a pattern that's basically been running for five, 10 years, weeks, 20 years for some people. It's about intention. When it comes to building your ability to show up confidently, it's all about intention. Okay, I want to circle back now to something you had said earlier, just to make sure I understood it. So with your client who looked at her pictures of her family to feel happy, is it always feeling happy? Is that the emotion you're always trying to feel happier? Or is it a different emotion that sometimes somebody needs to plug into? You have to define what that emotion is for you. For her, that's what she identified. So don't try and find a fit as far as my client. Find a fit for you. Got it. Okay. So you, we have to think about when we have felt confident. Nope. When you've shown up and acted. Okay. Love that. Got it. When (laughs) you've shown up confidently, what was the feeling associated with it? Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. My pandemic project was to reread the entire Harry Potter series from scratch, all seven books. And then when I finished that, we started watching the movies. One of the movies, my favorite one, is Prisoner of Azkaban, where Harry has to produce a Patronus, which is this special charm. And the way to produce it, to get this spell to work, his his professor says, you have to think of something really happy. And the whole movie was about leading up to trying to produce the spell to chase off the, they call it dementors, but really it's also a metaphor for these negative feelings. And at the end of the movie, he's finally able to do it. There was some time travel happening where he saw himself in the future already doing it. The way he was able to do it was he knew already that he could do it. In order to produce the spell, he had to have the confidence. He had to get there with this very strong emotion. And for this spell, it happened to be happiness. So you say it doesn't always have to be happiness, but it has to be a very strong emotion. So to get there, he had to come up with emotion that was strong enough to get him there. So do you, when you're working with 
your clients, do you ever find, well, like, wait a minute, this emotion maybe isn't even strong enough to get to where you want to go? Can we find something that's, like in your client's case, happier? Or what would be another emotion that gets them to that next place other than happy? We go deeper. And the question that I have for people is, what do you believe to be true about yourself? What is your self-belief? In any given situation, and let's talk about this area that you would like to show up more confidently in, what is your current self-belief? Because quite often, if you're quote unquote, not feeling confident, it's because your self-belief has not been intentional. And if you've never asked yourself that question, what do I believe to be true about myself? It has been placed in your head by someone else, what you've read, what you've listened to, what you've heard, what you haven't heard, the mistakes you've made, or the achievements that you haven't achieved. So this is where we pause for a moment and we tie it to what do you believe to be true for yourself? Let's bring it back to my client. So when we went deeper, you know, this happy feeling and excited feeling, I went deeper on, okay, your kids drive that emotion. Got it? What do you believe to be true about yourself as a mother? She's like, oh, when it comes to being a mom, I'm a kick-ass mom, right? No one can play with my kids. So do you see this big emotion around it? So when we can tie an emotion to what you believe to be true about yourself, and if you can find it within somewhere, it's fine. But if not, you have to intentionally choose it. Mm. That drove her to the emotion of excited and happy, which had her and allowed her to show up confidently when she's now online. And let me tell you what happened. We had a conversation today, her coaching call, and we always start our coaching calls where I say, okay, we're only talking about wins. What worked? Tell me what's happening. And she said her director had her lead a meeting with senior manager. She's a senior manager. She was working with senior VPs and managing the meeting. And now they're able to acknowledge who was on the call, which was her, right? Then she received an email from her manager, her senior manager's manager. So the VP who reached out to her, I was just about to say her name. (laughs) I didn't. Who reached out to her and said, you know what? I am so happy to see you show up. I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because we now see you. And it's not a visual meeting. It's over the Zoom platform, but it's only an audio meeting. Ah. So you see when, she, when you're intentional about wanting to show up confidently and it's driven by a belief and it's driven by intentional self-belief, anything is possible. When I work with athletes, it's the exact same thing. What are you choosing to be true about yourself? Because whatever you think, we talk about why your words matter. It's not why your words matter when you're talking to other people. The first conversation, the most important conversation is a conversation we have with ourselves. Okay. So let's back up a little bit because when you say our words matter, you're not talking about word choice, are you? Not when we start. Absolutely not. It doesn't even matter what you choose to say. It matters about the choice of words that you have with yourself about yourself. Ah, those words. Those words. Hey, sorry to interrupt this awesome conversation, but I wanted to make sure that you knew that I do have room inside my Artist Incubator program. If you're lacking a solid strategy and a winning mindset and you're disappointed with your current art sales... I can help with that. If you've been listening to this podcast and you find my tips helpful, then maybe it's time to take the next logical step and work with me on a deeper level. The Artist Incubator Program is for professional artists who want to take their art business to the next level. If you're ready to invest in your art career and join a dynamic community of artists who are doing the same thing, you can go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in letter B. 
I-Z to apply now. There's no fee or commitment to apply, and those who qualify will get a free strategy call with me. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz. Now back to the show. I love the examples you're giving of the clients, but I do want to pull in from my world and my audience, like the things that I hear. Oh, I haven't been doing it long enough. No one will pay that for my art. These are all lack of confidence and they say it like they're true. Like this is the facts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so speaking to a potential client today, her art is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like I went through the Facebook group, picked out three people. She was somebody I contacted. Yeah, but I just, I've only been doing this a month. I was like, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, it's like, yes, that was the big excuse stopper. And I was like, okay, well, what are you trying to say? You don't want me to help you? Because she says she Uh wants to make art for a living. And then the other thing that comes up is not even able to, and I really feel this is a confidence issue, Karen. I'll ask them, how much money do you want to make a year? She couldn't even fill that number into the application because she she had so little belief in her ability Mm -hmm. to produce anything with Mm -hmm. her art. Mm -hmm. Do you see that too with clients, like the confidence connected to ability to earn, confidence connected to how long they've been doing it and some sort of story they're saying? Correct. You know, great question and and great examples. And I get those similar examples with clients who say, you know, no one will play for my work or my coaching or in your case, art. We have to pause and I encourage people to pause. Ask yourself where this belief came from, because I promise you primarily it's not from you. You've heard it often enough or you've experienced something often enough that you believe it to still be true right now. And what I challenge people to do is choose what they believe to be true, not based on yesterday, not based on the event that you did two years ago and no one showed up, not based on you know that one art show that you did, but you didn't sell an art piece, but based on right now, what do you believe to be true? And it can be simple. And I always tell people the small wins count. So what do you believe to be true about your art right now? Do you love your art? Do you like your art? Why do you like your art? Allow people their moment within their world, because when you believe in yourself within your world, that's what you project. But what we do instead of giving ourselves grace and cheering ourselves on within our world, the opposite side of that is we compare with everyone else outside. Yeah. Let me ask you a question because this client that I'm speaking about specifically, the beautiful art, we're going to make up a name for her just to make it easy. This is not by any means her real name. Jane. 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 Poor Jane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some Jane. So Jane, I was on the phone on the Zoom call with her a long time. And what she wanted from me was she just wants me to meet with her and to give her feedback on her art on how to make it better. And I'm already telling her your art is beautiful just as it is. So where I'm asking you about confidence, let's just play the game that I did exactly what Jane wanted. And I met with her every week and we looked at her art and said, yes, it's beautiful. Yes, you're ready. Does that even work to build somebody's confidence to keep complimenting them? Absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Because she wanted it to be like a bridge before getting like, I don't even know what to tell her. Her art's fine just the way it is. So what what are we going to do together? I would ask you to switch it because when we commend people, people believe, and that's what we've been trained in room to think. The more compliments someone um, receives, it it boosts their ego. It can, but it doesn't last. 
Mm. It doesn't last Mm. because if I have to wait for external factors to boost me, there will be a lot of times in life where there will be no one on the outside saying, go Karen, go, you can do it. Then what do you do? And that's just called life if you're a human being. So Mm. let's go back to Jane for a second. As she receives the compliments in between those weekly calls, which is why she needs the weekly calls, she doesn't have a clue about how to control how she feels about herself. Yeah, and by the way, she came up with that weekly because I was just playing yeah. along with her. Right. Says, well, what would this look like for you? Uh-huh. Once a month, check in and we do a feedback because you know every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was like, that. okay. I get that. I would flip the question and say, when you, you look at her artwork or she brings it about, I'd yeah. ask a question. What do you like the most? And I don't yeah. use love yet when people are just starting out. What do you like? Give me the top three things that you like about your artwork. And then why do you like that? And said, so that's what it is. That's what you want to portray. I love this art piece because my favorite color is yellow. And when I see yellow, it just brings me so much energy and it reminds me of being on the beach, on vacation. And that's just my happy place. Then we, I switch it and I move into, don't you want someone else to experience that happy place? Mm. So why are you keeping it to yourself? So what's yeah. true about you? Are you a great artist? Tell me about this. Like, keep it simple. Instead of going grand, let's talk about this piece. Why do they love it? Sorry, I just have to interrupt this interview because I wanted to let you know that I just started a brand new, totally free Facebook group called the Artist Profit Lab. This new group is designed specifically for artists who want to make a living from their art. And during the month of August, I'll be sharing resources for learning how to create online art classes. Unlike selling your art in person through galleries or the art festival circuit, online class creators can truly live life on their own terms. Not only has 2020 proven the online class market to be recession-proof, but the additional income and flexibility allows you to enjoy financial and creative freedom all year long. If you're looking for more information and support to build your online art classes, then I invite you to join us inside the Artist Profit Lab. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash lab as in L-A-B. Now back to the show. The big thing that I know is a big overlap between people you coach and my artists is that whole idea of, but I'm just starting out. I love that comment. And no matter who you look at, and the only reason you're making that comment to all the listeners who say that is because you are comparing yourself with someone else. Please do realize that whoever you're comparing yourself to just started out at some time in their life. And the question you need to start asking yourself, why don't I believe that I'm enough right now? Why is it always later? And then you you switch it to, why am I enough right now? Why am I worthy to receive instead of, you know, Mary, I'm telling you, I think I should charge $20 for this piece. And you're saying, are you crazy? It should be at least 500 bucks. Right? <laughs> By the way, that, that would be the exact conversation that I might have with somebody. I was like, is this an original or a print? So you you're it. trying to exaggerate, but I'm like, I've seen that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I'm devaluing it. And it goes back to the self-belief. What's true about you as an artist? What do you believe to be true? And what do you want to be true? And what you want to be true, you have to plant there. It's not going to show up because you will find someone who will come to you. This might be an experience or not, who has been doing this five years. But to them, 
I've only been doing it five years because they're comparing it with the artist who's been out there for 25. And right. I say this, my signature language is this, stop it. You were born enough. Yeah. You were born with everything you need to succeed. And the only person who doesn't believe it is you. I'm going to give Jen Lehner credit for this. This is a mic drop thing. We were talking with a, another friend right. and the other friend was talking about her podcast and saying, it's not ready. I feel it's not ready. And Jen was like, you want to give birth to a toddler. You have to give birth to a baby first. I love it. Right? You have to start to get better. Correct right. along Do the you way. Start with baby and the baby grows you don't give birth to like a chubby toddler or to a 16 year old or the adult doesn't come out of her (laughs) that is it's like babies first right and it's the same thing with our talent and our business and our careers they are all have to start as babies and we can't just hide them until, uh, until they're grown up. Correct. Correct. They you can't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't grow up normally. If grow we, up. Right. You, got it. you, you must imagine that child, how, how <laughs> damaged it would be. <laughs> I'm birthing a teenager. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> I hope he comes out smoking pot or something. Like, wait, wait, we didn't get to do the fun stuff. <laughs> Why you're already an issue for that. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Miriam. You know, but the thing is when, when people start, the other piece is I, I push people across the start line because sometimes people need that. And here's the thing. Now you no longer have the excuse of it being your first time. After it's your first time, there's, you can't go back there again and know that your first time will be different than your third. Your 10th time will be much more improved. We have to start to get there, mm. right? You have to start to get there. So choose your belief about yourself, no matter if it's just, you know what? I'm great with watercolors. And because I believe that I'm great with watercolors, I won't even go to oil paintings, watercolors. This is what I'm going to do right now. This is what I'm going to do and put out in the world. But get started. But the really important piece that people really walk over, Miriam, is you've never asked yourself what you believe to be true about yourself. And it's formulated by everything else, right? Based on assimilation and just honestly osmosis. If you hear enough things, it's called conditioning. If you think of yourself, anyone has family or kids, when you drive or when you're driving different places, you'd hear a song, a recurring song on the radio. And at no time did you ever read the lyrics. But by the fifth time you've heard that song, you know all the words and you might even hate the song. It's the same thing. If you keep running a verbal message about yourself in your head that you haven't chosen, you believe it to be true. It's like my mom used to say, change that tape in your head. Yes. She said yes. mostly to my sister. I was not guilty of that, of course, because I was p- I'm perfect. No. And we already established I have no feeling. I know that. Okay. <laughs> my audience loves tips. Right. So I know what we've talked about so far is a much bigger conversation Definitely. than tips. But Karen, we promised three body yes. language tips. So please you help us it. with that. All right. Let's talk about uh, body language. This is such a huge conversation. By the way, go to Karen Donaldson. Karen Donaldson, Inc. I-N-C.com. That one. What she said. And this is the freebie. So, but go ahead and give it to us now. Absolutely. So body language cues that help to boost your confidence. One of them is essentially taking up more space. When we're fearful or feeling powerless, we make ourselves smaller. So to physically feel 
better about yourself, you want to take up more space. So if you're standing, you want to ensure that your feet are below your hips, right? Instead of putting your legs closer together, when you feel your legs, your legs directly underneath your hips, just picture this. I want you to picture that you have a thread or a rope through the middle of your skull at the top and you're like a marionette, so like a puppet. And okay, your- clearly she took ballet. I just want everyone to know because that is what every ballet teacher said to yes. me. Yes, yeah, I'm a professional <laughs> dancer. That's the chap- first chapter of my life. And you, you pull yourself tall and you bring your shoulders back and then exhale so you're not sticking out your chest and you straighten from the base of your back. That is essentially a power pose. Mm. And the energy that actually flows through your body increases. And we also cut off any areas that blood would be constricted. So on a physicality level, your blood starts to flow, which gives us more energy because the blood is being pumped to our organs as we're supposed to. So take up more space. Now, for those of you who are sitting down, right, you also want to take up more space. And what I mean by that is don't cross your arms. Don't cross your legs. Sit comfortably. So if someone's to push you over, you wouldn't fall over easily. That is one confident body language cue that we should all be using. Another one is super simple. Smile. You might say, Karen, are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally serious. And you want to ensure if you're with other people, one of the quickest ways to kind of build rapport with someone is to smile. Now you might say, okay, well, Karen, I'm an artist. I paint by myself. What I want you to do is find moments where you can go in the mirror, find a mirror and look into your own eyes and smile at yourself. And this exercise is super hard for a lot of people because we hate to look at ourselves, Mm. right? What that also helps with is your self-belief, building your self-belief that you're enough and that you're worthy. That also builds your confidence. So I have some clients before they go on stage, because I also train public speakers and speakers in general. They bring either their phone or they bring up a bit of a little compact and they smile behind stage to give themselves their oh, own interesting. energy. Absolutely. So, you okay. Know, so number one, power pose. Number okay. two, smile, even if nobody's looking. And what's number three? And number three, when it comes to body language, I have to give you two. Now, when you're with other people, because here's the thing, we don't work in silos and we have partnerships and things like that. One of the ways to show that you're interested in whoever you're speaking to or speaking with, and this is a face-to-face interaction, you want to ensure that not only is your body squarely facing the person in front of you, you want to ensure that your toes are pointed in their direction. So studies show, so subconsciously, When we want to be somewhere with someone or be in a conversation, our toes point in the direction of where they are. Now, when someone does not want to be in a conversation, they're feeling nervous, just don't want to be there, their toes are pointed away from the person. Mm. This is a subconscious cue. So you can watch for it as well. I'm a huge introvert. I don't know if that's, that also comes across as part of my nerdy MO. Uh, nope, not at all. But okay. <laughs> no, I like small groups. I often had, have or had, I don't know if it's present tense or not, trouble figuring out when to break into conversations. Uh, and one of the visual cues that I use is that if the two people, their feet are both facing each other, I know I can't really break into that. But if at least one of them, their feet are open up, not totally away, not like what you're talking about, like they really want to get away, but maybe like it's first position. You got it. 
then I know that I can easily break into that and join that conversation. You are right on track. And that is a subconscious body language cue that most people don't realize that they're in tune with. But that's how we also read situations. You were a bit more intentional because your background, you have some experience. Well, I always had trouble with that. And then my friend, Michael Roderick, a guest of this show, I'll be sure to link to his episode. He taught me that that little trick, just look at their feet and you can tell. And I've been using it ever since. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So we have posture, we have smiling, Mm -hmm. and we have feet. You got it. Okay. So now we also promised to talk about how increasing your confidence is going to help you in other areas of your life. Right. Or the reverse question, which is really how lack of confidence adversely affects your life. So you can take it either way. Right. Let's let's talk about lack of confidence okay. and adversely affecting your life. I think that's what people are more familiar with, actually. Right. Definitely. Lack of confidence, it has us showing up in a manner that's powerless. When we have a lack of confidence, we don't speak up for ourselves. When we have a lack of confidence, we don't know how to get what we have in our head and want to say actually out of our mouth. Right? When we have a lack of confidence, we are living in our fears. And here's the thing, and I want to say it, if there's any guardians or parents listening to this, when we show up with a lack of confidence, we teach the people around us that it's okay to live in fear. You know, we always say as parents, we always say something like, you know, do what I say, not what I do. They totally don't. And I don't even want to say it's just kids. There are people who are looking up to you. Mm. You're showcasing that you live in fear. So lack of confidence just stops you in so many different ways. So let me talk about how you can switch that, right? And one exercise that I give my clients to do is this. It's called the seven-second rule. And once you have an idea or you feel motivated to do something, you need to act on it ASAP. And I always say give yourself seven seconds because here's what happens. When you have an idea and you don't act on it within seven seconds, doubts start to set in. And what happens next is the doubts take over and you take no action at all. So I have people who count in their head seven, six, before they get to one, they need to take action because what also happens, and I won't get into neuroplasticity, (laughs) the science of neuroplasticity is we revert back to our pattern Mm -hmm. and the way we create, and let's say your pattern is not speaking up when you want to, right? So we have to create a new pattern and the way we create a new pattern is we have to replace it with something and reduce the amount of time we do something else. It even comes with two addictions as well. So when you want to replace an addiction pattern, if you don't replace it with something else, you'll always go back to that pattern. So Mm. seven second rule, once again, everyone, seven seconds to take action on it. You build this new habit. You keep doing it. Then all of a sudden you won't find yourself hesitating to raise your hand or hesitating to speak up. That's one thing to build your ability to act confidently right? You're just building a brand new muscle. Another thing that I often have clients do is this, and it's basically third person declarations, or some people call them affirmations. And it goes back to that self-belief and self-talk. Third person is, Karen, you've got this. Karen, your work is beautiful. You know, studies show Mm. that when we speak to ourselves in the third person, it helps to regulate our emotions. So let me just highlight what you said, because this is huge. I should say to myself, not, hey, you got this. No. Not, I got this, but hey, Miriam, you've got this. Ooh, I just like felt like this vibration go through me when I said that. 
That's so cool. It is cool. Let me tie in something here. Why is that? Because it's like I become like an exterior voice or? You become, okay, let me give you a concrete example. If a friend came to you and said, Miriam, I have this piece of artwork. It just sucks. Like, you know what? I did it. It was sloppy. It sucks. What would you say to me? You'd say something supportive, correct? And do you see how easy it is to respond to an outsider in a way that's supportive? When we talk to ourselves in third person, we can go back to that natural behavior as if we were speaking to someone. So our pattern to support someone who says, Miriam, I suck. What do you think? We're not going to say, yeah, I think you suck too. We're saying, no, <laughs> you know, Karen, no way. That work is beautiful. So when that's our pattern, got it? Basically, it's the complete opposite of inner critic. It's outer. I don't know what the word would be. Outer supporter. O- outer supporter. Thank you. You got it. You got it. So those are two, like, I mean, if there's anything you leave this podcast with, this fabulous podcast with the beautiful Miriam, is a leave with the seven second rule and third person. I like the word affirmation, but I love declaration. You're declaring that I've got this, right? You're switching it from I've got this to Karen, you've got this. Yeah. Right? You just feel that different because that's how we support other people. Do we do whatever we need to show up? confidently in every situation. Same thing with athletes. When they're on the track, when they're playing a hockey game, when they're on the penalty line, it's not, I've got this. It's Michelle, I've got this. Sam, you've got this. Chantel, you're an outstanding speaker. Mm. Mike, you're going to show up like a powerhouse, right? Sam, you're going to walk in this room like you're a million bucks. And you all of a sudden you're walking in like a million bucks. Yeah all goes back to choices. This is a perfect place to like wrap up. I love this. All right. So if somebody wants to work further with you, tell us about the boot camp, the confidence boot camp for men and women. Thank you so much for asking. I'm a believer as you've been hearing here that confidence is a choice and it's not an emotion. And when we start to become serious about wanting to show up in more situations in a confident manner, we need something to support us so we can switch our patterns. So I've developed something called the Confidence Bootcamp for Men, Confidence Bootcamp for Women, where the focus is to learn how to speak up, give you the tools to learn how to speak up more. It is a segregated program. Like- it is. There is one for women okay. and there is one for men because okay. a few different concepts in there. So the one for women specifically called learn how to speak up, master your body language and be heard in your relationships. And with the Bootcamp for Men, it's learn how to speak up, show up like an alpha male, master your body language, and be heard in your relationships. And it's not a traditional, it's not your typical confidence program. It's an online program, so you can take your time with it, but it's made to be done over 30 days, right? And I promise you that the knowledge that you read and listen to in it can be used ASAP because I'm a practical person. I know you don't want theory because theory doesn't matter. It's the ability to put whatever you've, you've learned or reheard into action. And that's what I provide in the Confidence Bootcamp for Men and Confidence Bootcamp for Women. So many fabulous raving reviews. We'll make sure that we link to both of those inside the show notes, which is shulmanart.com forward slash 102. All right. Do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete? Definitely. Words and actions of others do not define you. You define you. There comes a time when you have to choose and be intentional about what you believe to be true about yourself. And in any given area of your life, just a reminder, if you are feeling 
not as up to par or not feeling as excited or realistically seeing that you're not as confident and you can't act confident in the situation, it starts with your self-belief. Pause and ask yourself, what do I believe to be true about myself in this situation? Those are my parting words. Beautiful. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for joining us here today. You are so awesome. Above and beyond (laughs) expectations. All right. If you loved what you heard today as well, would you please leave me a review? We've now made it so much easier for you to do that. Just pop on over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash inspire. By the way, if you add your Instagram handle at the end of the review, I'll even give you a shout out over on my IG stories. Oh, and let me let my international listeners know, I only see the US reviews, so screenshot it and send it to me and then I'll give you a shout out, I promise. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with me here today. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Make it a great one. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course, on shulmanart.com. Hey there, if you like what you've learned today in this podcast or all my podcasts, please make sure you visit our brand new free Facebook group, The Artist Profit Lab. In August, I'm running a free workshop for those who want to build digital art classes. We're doing a challenge that kicks off August 17th in the Profit Lab. In this challenge, you'll learn how to narrow down your course topic, choose your technology, and get started. I'd love for you to join the party, so please consider this your personal invitation. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash lab.